0: Hello, good morning. Um, It is morning as I'm recording this. Um, Where to begin? It's been a minute and I don't really want to go into a whole ton of detail about, you know, what I have or haven't been doing uh, since the last episode. I, I don't even remember what the last episode was or when it was. Um, I really haven't been thinking too much about the podcast, except for here and there. Um, as I've exchanged messages with a friend, as I've been going through some things and there's been this like sort of constant or consistent, consistently appearing, not constant as like in my mind or coming at me all the time, but just It would come, this message of my need to externalize, to not live everything in my head and to have expression. And when I started this podcast, that was the whole point, expression, expression as an antidote to depression, uh, as a way to release heaviness to release what felt unbearable or to just have an experience of being myself outside of my limited mind. And I've I've realized this is a new realization thanks to Kundalini yoga teacher training, which I started at the beginning of this month and I'll talk more about that. But I realized that Um, Just the sound of my own voice, you know, like for some reason that brings to mind like that narcissistic uh, saying like, oh, they just love the sound of their own voice. You know, like you say that about someone who speaks incessantly. Um, But I think it's actually really important to fall in love with the sound of our own voice. And that was a challenge. Uh, starting the podcast, hearing my voice and recording and and i I had gotten to a point where i didn 't mind it and I enjoyed it and Somewhere along the way, as I got out of the practice, i suppose of the podcast i I lost touch with it I lost touch with a lot of things, <laughs> and that has been a whew, a realization um, a a one that that feels freeing and also I guess it frees up some some emotion, so it's freeing and it also is emotional because i did not realize how just how over the last i don't even know how long year maybe more just how closed off and shut down i had become and it was a it was not i don't think anyway some immediate process or thing that happened but uh it happened <laughs> and i when I went to this kundalini yoga teacher training, uh, which it's, a, it's an eight month program and we kicked off with six days together in person at a retreat home in Temecula owned by the owners that lead the training, uh, owners of the studio. And it was just, it was so incredible um, to be with people, maskless, face-to-face. Don't worry, we were all tested beforehand. Um, and have that experience of community and connection um, and uh, like-minded connection with people who are seeking the same thing just really helped me see, feel myself. Because there's a little bit of a difference, I think, between the seeing and the feeling. Um, and I realize how much seeing I am capable of, I see very, very well. I, I can see the patterns. Um, I can understand, I can mentalize, intellectualize, but feeling is on a whole nother level. It's the body. And it is, it is... It has been for me a scary place to go, uh, especially in the last year, maybe since my surgery. I I don't know. I feel like I, I was on this embodiment path, and I was moving through things, and something happened along the way. I don't know if it was my dad dying, and just my capacity just wasn't there and collapse or I don't know what it was and I don't I don't know that I even want or need to know what it was I know that I don't need to know what it is in order to heal it but it's like my control mind and my wanting to make sense of everything mine that's like but what was it because if I know if I know what it was then I can make sure that doesn't happen again and then I'll be safe you know it's like that and it's like that's just not true. Like there is an element of awareness that I do think is important, but um, you know it, it, it's not the attachment to knowing becomes a hindrance to healing. Uh, and the attachment to knowing creates a constriction in my body, And healing happens when body is open. And things start to release and relax and, and in openness there's feeling of all kinds. And that was a that's been a big thing. I in numbing, in shutting down and constricting over the last year, like my heart was just so closed to everything pain and joy and love. I got an overwhelming dose of acceptance, joy, and love at this training, and at times I couldn't hold it. I could feel myself leave my body. I could feel myself want to hide. I could feel myself analyzing and judging. And um, fortunately, I was in a good space to just let myself see that, be that, acknowledge it, speak it, uh, and be with people who understood it. There's so much power in community, in the right community. Um, You know, not all community can hold that. Not all people can understand that. Um, Being discerning with who I share these things with is a big life lesson for me. And, yeah, sure, here I am sharing it with, like, whoever wants to listen to this. (laughs) Maybe that some would say, hmm, is that discerning? Yeah, I... I trust that the people who listen to this will be the right people. People who respond to it will respond, will be responding from whatever they're experiencing and it's not about me. So I I feel that for me this is a good outlet um, because I do have this value of wanting my story, my experience to be of service and <laughs> in not sharing my experience, it cannot really be of service. And so like, you know, as I come back to sharing more on here, I'm not going to, you know, it may not be everything. I don't know what it's going to look like. Just I don't. But Um, as I was walking this morning, I'm staying at an Airbnb, by the way. Um, and more on the why of that will come. Um, but I'm in a neighborhood close to where I lived in 2008 to 2011. And I loved that apartment. I loved, loved that apartment and that neighborhood. I had this bedroom that had windows that were west facing and north facing. And in the winter, I got the afternoon sun and I would take these naps. And it was right near the airport. The planes would fly overhead. I could see, you know, the San Diego Bay. I could see down to the Midway. I could see Point Loma. I could see over to Coronado. I saw the Navy ships. I could see the cruise ships coming and going. And I loved it. Love, love, loved it. Um, it's one of those places where I'm like, ooh, why did I leave? And there's always a guy involved in that answer. <laughs> or there has been uh, in my past. And I—that uh, that is something I don't want for my future. I am committed to myself and myself only for the next at least year. Um, and I, yeah, no, no romantic relationships. Um, even I'm wary of embarking on platonic male friendships just because it gets sticky and I've found that, um, Yeah, I've just found that it gets sticky. And my focus right now, what I want, what I crave and desire is a relationship with myself and then with, with women, with female friends. That is where it's at for me right now. So anyway, I am close to that neighborhood. I'm like a neighborhood over, but same kind of thing, flight path and view i'm sitting in the sunroom right now and i can see out to point loma i can't see quite as far down to the midway and whatnot i see more north but it's gorgeous and i love it i took a walk this morning after my morning sadna. more about that and uh just all these ideas started coming all this all all this stuff started coming through, and I thought, oh, I wish I had brought my journal, and I just realized that journaling, it doesn't feel the most easeful for me, or, or right, and it, it comes to the voice, having, practicing this voice, and being out of my head, journaling's too close, it's not expressive enough, you know, it's not far enough away from mind I suppose it's not loud enough I don't know how to describe this but it's just not it's not the thing that I I, is is most potent for me at the moment so I thought oh I'll I'll record a Marco Polo and send it to my friend and then I remembered oh you the the last Marco Polo I sent or a few back I don't know I was like yeah, I should share this more, and you're right, externalizing is good for me. And that's what the podcast was. And I was like, get back and do the podcast. It's not hard. I just sit down and I record. And it I can ramble. I can ramble. I can mumble, I can mess up, I can do whatever the fuck I want. Cause it's my podcast. And nobody has to listen. You could stop right now. <laughs> Um, and that was a really just freeing feeling. So I was like, okay, I'm going to go back with my coffee and I'm going to have a sip of right now. It's decaf. And I'm going to sit in the sunroom and look at that view that I love and do this and share some of the things that came to me that felt important and share a bit about where I've been. So I think I'll start there with where I've been. I have been moving out of my relationship with Graham. I, I kind of blew it up, actually, in my, he's been shut down, I've been shut down. Things have been stagnant, requests to work it out have not went well, we went through a Period where I mean, I, I did a lot of escaping this year, did some partying, and um, it was interesting when we party, when you know we've been away from the norm and you know maybe experimented with some substances. Uh, I can feel that connection that we had, I can feel like what I know is there that just. When it's back in real life, we aren't individually or as a couple able to access and integrate. And um, so there was a point when we were engaged, like, oh, let's get married. And I think a part of me, like I suggested it, part of me thought, if I just commit, like, maybe that's the, the answer. Maybe then things will start to unfold And you know with that there's some, some grabby energy I guess And it wasn't different And I got really frustrated um, And I ended up cheating I had a one night thing that was awful <laughs> in hindsight And I was drunk And I was away on a trip that he was actually supposed to be with me on and didn't, which I think a part of me was hurt about that. There was a part of me that needed it, too. It was a solo adventure with my RV that broke down up there, Um, which I don't even know if I recorded about that. My RV broke down in Northern California. Anyway, there's so much that happened, and um, I think that ending the relationship is something that we both actually wanted and neither of us had the courage to do. Because it just wasn't working, it was like, like gridlock. Like, we want it, we didn't want it. It's so familiar. It I don't know on his part, but for me it felt wrong to not want to be with someone who was there when I almost died and who supported me through so much. It feels scary to leave that security of knowing that someone's willing to sacrifice like that. Um And f- there's fear in being alone and being so vulnerable health-wise for me. And also with my dad gone, feeling so alone, like, oh, what support do I have? Um, and also there's, there's a difference between this aloneness that I feel And the aloneness that I actually felt in the relationship. And that aloneness that I felt lying next to him in bed. Or navigating the apartment. Of being in the physical space together. And feeling so emotionally disconnected. Was like even worse. And it like, just made me want to grab even more for, like, what was there. And, uh... So, yeah. Separating from that. And that's been hard because <laughs> it's, like, I don't have a job right now. I don't... I haven't had a job. But like, I, I... I, Finding a place to live. Do I want to stay in San Diego? What do I want to do? all these big questions. Where do I want to go? I need to move out. We can't stay in this place together. And, um, I traveled a bit, went home to Ohio. I went to see family in Virginia. I went North to sell my RV. I went to Sedona for an event. I feel like I went somewhere else. I can't even remember that now. And, uh, so I was kind of in and out of his place. And then, uh decided okay beginning of october i'll be out and that's when i said okay i want to do a kundalini yoga teacher training let's see where there is one maybe there's something that's even like residential or immersive and i can go and i can be there because i really wanted that connection a lot of ones i had found were just all online so including at that time there was one starting in San Diego. That someone else I knew had done. And someone I I know was doing. Um, But it just didn't feel right. And then I found this one with a retreat in Temecula. Kicking off when I needed to be gone. And I thought okay. Jump. So got most of my things in my car. Or storage. still have a few things to clear at Graham's. And uh, I went off to that retreat. And and then I've been in Airbnb since. And feeling like this really ironically, synchronistically, serendipitously, I don't know. The Kundalini Yoga Teacher Training, so it, it opens with a retreat. We have seven months of of online uh weekends and then one weekend a month. And then we close with the retreat and it's called a, a rebirthing, rebirthing yourself process. And I mean, it really felt just like that retreat alone was a rebirthing, like a going into a womb, falling apart, being nourished, and then coming out changed and like now here I am in this life that where I'm alone, where I am my only responsibility, where it's all up to me, where my well-being is priority number one, and I have no excuse of like relationship or work. I have, I have no excuse. I have nothing to project onto reasons why I'm not doing things that I say I want to do that I need to do and that's a lot of responsibility that I've been avoiding I had a chat with another friend and we we spoke about this similarity that we have and that I think a lot of people share especially people who have who had traumatic childhoods who had uh, really enmeshed childhoods where codependence and addiction were at play or narcissism um that it can be way more comfortable to be in relationship and take care of other people um and than it is to be in relationship with ourselves and take the best care of ourselves and that is that being in right relationship with self is the foundation for a beautiful life and in an easeful life, not a pain-free life, not a without struggle life, but an easeful life. Um, Sovereign life uh, where it's not anyone else's fault what's happened to you or how you react. I am not fully living that life by any means. I am I am unraveling in that place of of the of where I gave my power away and how to reclaim it and how to feel and be a range of to feel a range of emotions and to have a range of expression and to accept full responsibility for everything in my life there are things that I still cannot like really wrap my head around that about Um, and I see how that's been damaging to relationships to my relationship with Graham for sure and I think Um, it's been easy for me to point to things that he wasn't doing and he didn't do right. And yeah, like there's truth there and there's truth in things about what I had not been seeing for myself or doing. So as I was walking, I, uh, well, first I'll say I I signed a sublease to stay in San Diego. For the month of November at a different place And I sat and I chatted with a woman I'm subleasing from And just chat about things She's a coach, she's a, she's a Tantra coach And has studied NLP and all kinds of cool stuff So we were jamming on some things And uh, I just had this realization that I actually have everything that I ask for I mean, not like everything that I asked for, but I have things like everything that I do have right now is something I asked for. And I think I have mentioned this before about what Carolyn Elliott says. Uh, This is from her book, Existential Kink, and just her philosophy, her teachings, that having is evidence of wanting. If you have it, you wanted it. Consciously or unconsciously? Unconsciously. Often, largely unconsciously, <laughs> like the things in our life are not consciously created. Um, so everything I have, I wanted. So how can I look around and be grateful for it? Instead of seeing the shortcomings, instead of seeing the things that I don't have. Because if I don't, like the universe isn't going to give me more of what I want. More of... Of easeful things. I have to look at the good things. I have to look at the things around, see how I want it. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you for this beautiful Airbnb and this view and this feeling of ease and openness this morning and for the cotton candy sky and the sunrise and the beautiful moonset and sunrise and this hilly area to walk and see both while planes landed and the water sparkled and for the surprise coffee shop around the corner that I happened upon because I decided to go just a little further and for the smiling people walking their dogs and for this alone time to be with myself and to do the things that I want to do and to feel... Free to chant my mantras and not worry about who hears me, and for the opportunity to explore new places and to remember things from my past and to feel connection with strangers that I meet on the street and to. Notice the trees and hear the birds and 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 to feel lonely. these are the things that I think are harder for me to open to, to be grateful for, like. <laughs> I'm so grateful to feel so alone. I'm so grateful to feel hopeless and broken. I don't know. I don't know how to quite work with that yet. In, in, in existential kink, it, the idea is that there's something that we get off on for feeling hopeless and broken. So like, and, and this has been a hard thing for me to dive into. Um, I, I, I just love the feeling of hopelessness, of of, of brokenness, the feeling like nobody's ever going to want me. I'm so, so utterly, utterly bad and broken and discarded and unwanted and it's just I, there's everything wrong with me it's disgusting it's so so awful like I just the, nobody will want me I will be alone forever and ever and ever and I will die alone and it will be so tragic and traumatic and horrible oh and I just love it. I love it. It's amazing that feeling. Um, so (laughs) I guess it's that, um, it's interesting what I can feel in my body, a lot of energy and I don't feel like, like it almost feels like I'm faking it a little bit. And I heard on a podcast somewhere someone say like they don't, they forgot how to play and <laughs> that really resonated with me. I was like, oh, I feel like I haven't played. I feel like I haven't been lighthearted. I don't even know if I remember how. And the person, the coach said the tip she gives for people who feel like they forgot to play is take even the negative emotion that you're having and just exaggerate it just exaggerate it like to the point of like ridiculousness and you will feel something you feel something lighten you'll feel something move you'll feel some energy and I feel that I feel a buzz like a light buzz almost outside of my skin through my hands and arms I feel releases in my stomach Tingling in my feet and in my face, and just like pulsing energy, like all like my body is pulsing. So it was interesting. I don't know if, I don't know if you could hear it in my voice. Uh, it'll be fascinating to go back and listen to this, and that's another reason that I I, the podcast is actually really valuable to me. I can go back and I can hear things that I may not be aware of. Like, it's a good a good mirror and in a way, you know, better than journaling for me because reading it, I can then read it in a way that may not have been how it was pouring out of me. Like, the voice just has more information and it has information from the body, the vocal cords, from the diaphragm, like it comes of the body so valuable um and that exaggeration reminds me of the way that I say uh I love you with my niece and I tell I love you so much so much and like we just get like this laughing it sounds almost like giddy evil <laughs> but it's fun it's fun and it's light. And it's, it's you know, it's exaggerated from I love you so much. Like it feels more deeply for me. Um, Why was I talking about that? Oh, being grateful for everything that I have. Everything, everything, everything. Even the icky. The perceived icky or unwanted. Which if having is evidence of wanting it was wanted somewhere so best be grateful and and see what why I guess or I don't know I don't know about that part yet (laughs) so that was one thing that came up in my walk and um and then a bunch of other things just about like ideas stuff to do and realizations of how heavy my heart has been that came through in my morning sadhana and ah, that's the other thing that I wanted to talk about um and I'm going to wrap it up here soon because I don't want this to go on forever although it's my podcast and I'll ramble if I want to um Part of the kundalini teacher training, part of the kundalini yoga practice is a morning sadhana. And that starts at 4.30 in the morning and goes until 7. And for my training, we are required to complete five 40-day sadhanas. And, excuse me, (laughs) I'm yawning because I've been up for a while. Um, And one of them has to be with no days missed and I have been successful in this sadhana so far uh it has been when did we start the ninth so it has been not quite a week not quite two weeks straight um and the sadhana as it should be done is waking up at four having a cold shower starting sadhana at 4.30, 4.30, listening to the G. and then around 5, uh, the Kriya starts, Kriya for Elevation is what we're doing uh, as a group, and through the online studio of the, the studio, I'm taking my teacher training through, which is Seventh Chakra Yoga. They had studios in Placentia and Huntington Beach up until covid times or i think even the end of covid times but i had actually never heard of them i googled them found them and i am just like so grateful that i did and i'll I'll talk more about that in another episode because i just love them and uh anyway for cold shower 4 30 the drop g which is a like well, I'm not, I won't get into that. You can look it up. J-A-P-J-I if you're really interested. And then um, doing Korea for Elevation and then uh, Aquarian Chants. Mon- Aquarian Mantras. Mantras. I call them chants. That's probably not the right terminology. Um, and it feels really good and it's really hard. I mean, it's not, it's been hard the last couple of days. Like my My ego is flaring up. I don't want to get out of bed. I can find all these excuses. And in teacher training, they told us, like, this is going to happen. And sadhana is where the transformation will take place. Sadhana is where you'll get to know yourself. Sadhana is where you'll burn off these emotions. Sadhana is where you'll release things from the body. Sadhana is where stuff's just going to come up. We're shaking things loose and we're... We're devoted to a gr- something greater. And through this practice, things will be revealed, including our, a lot about our ego. <laughs> and it's where we'll get to meet with our higher selves, with our true self, with that Satnam self that lives inside of us and that really wants to come out. And that uh, ego has been trying to protect So my ego has been trying to get me to quit To take it easy You deserve it You need sleep Sleep's important I don't wanna This is too hard This is uncomfortable You're not doing it right All this crap And, uh, this morning she was real loud and her name's Wanda, by the way, Wanda was really loud and I could feel like the gripping in my jaw and the heaviness of my heart and how my hips were struggling with that. And, uh, this over-focus and I just had this moment where like my higher self, stepped outside of myself to witness and Wanda went quiet and my body opened and my breath opened and my face relaxed and the Kriya I was in just became easy. And like some of that holding and that tension and that shutdown, that closeness that I have been experiencing just like went somewhere else and like it's not gone forever I felt it creep back in later in the practice but at that moment I was like oh like it's a choice it, there is a choice it is possible to let it go. It is possible to feel another way. And these things just (sighs) until we have the experience, it's like, we don't even know until I had that experience. I hadn't realized how tightly I'd been holding. Like I had an idea kind of knew, but I didn't know, I didn't know the path. I didn't know the other side yet. And now I know the other side and okay, I can practice. In practice, bridging that gap of oh feeling the contraction and going to the the place of more space. And I'm really I'm not gonna lie, I'm really grateful to have had that experience this morning because I was getting pretty frustrated. <laughs> like the questioning was coming in of like why it was coming in the last couple of days, truly. And intellectually i knew why i knew that if i stuck with it something will shift that sticking with it is is part of the deal like i have to show up i have to show up i have to just keep showing up and build this trust that so like it's like i don't know my body my higher self whatever the the universe uh god whatever is like okay okay I see you, you're showing up, you're showing up, you're showing up even though I'm not giving you something, even though you're not getting what you want. You're going to just keep showing up. Like that devotedness is like what then created the space for it. I think that that, that this way of being in in this practice is valuable and I can see where like this idea of like, well if I just keep showing up, if I just keep doing, has played out in a negative way in my life of overgiving without seeing results. Um and I'm curious about that. I guess maybe I was I my overgiving was with expectation. And that was another, you know, thing on the walk is like just realizing something that I, I've known intellectually that with expectation, we're creating something and it's creating closure. It's creating something we don't want often and just how my expectations in certain areas of my life, like health and relationship have actually really not served me (laughs) and how can i let go of that um practice practice i think is the answer uh and 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 one day i'll i'll have the experience practice 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 so i've been going for over 40 minutes now and um i think that that's good for today thinking about making this Perhaps a regular daily download so that these aren't as long and so that I get the practice of externalizing. And um, yeah, we'll see. Uh, I may also end up using it as a journal for my sadhana experience because I want to record what happens there so that I have... uh, progress for me to um witness and also because other people's sharing of their experience in sadhana helped me see what might be possible for me and has been a big part big like saving grace in my commitment to it um on the days where it's been a struggle to get up and to get moving. And I haven't been perfect with the wake-up time, by the way. Like today, I snooze, snooze, snooze. I woke up at like 5.45, got my cold shower, and got going. And I, um, you know, I was off the time, but I did it. And I showed up. didn't have to be perfect. There's a perfectionist part of me that would have been like, oh, it's not the right time. I can't do this now. It's not the right hours. It's not going to be as good. And you know what? Like, that's all just not true. It was just as good. Maybe even better. I don't know. Feel really good today. Big shift it's also Thursday and I love my Thursdays and I had that realization on the walk like oh it's Thursday Thursday I love you Thursday Thursday's so good Thursday is like this day that often just feels like magic for me and I haven't felt that magic of Thursday in in a minute so it's good to be back I'm gonna leave it at that and hopefully I remember how to upload this and all that jazz so thank you for listening and I'm so glad you're here I uh will be talking more I think <laughs> that's uh you know renewing commitments in all areas of my life commitment has been hard for me and this commitment this devotion to the sadna, I know will influence other commitments in my life um and help strengthen that so anyway blah blah blah, blah. lots of love to you all have a fantastic thursday